All right, if you have a Bible, and I'm going to encourage you to bring Bibles with, because after this, when I get back, we're going to start a new series, and I'm, in my spirit, I'm talking about, or I'm praying about, what is revival? All right, so hopefully it ties into this, but we're going to unpack it when I get back. All right, we're going to have youth until Christmas 2019. All right, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. For those of you that attended the LIC on Tuesday, like everybody that's been preaching so far, on Sunday night, Apostle preached on Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, Arise and shine for your light has come. On Tuesday night, Pastor Josie preached out of this verse, um, and you know we've been preaching this for how much? Almost two months now. We are the light. And he preached on, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And the, the service leader spoke on something that was so powerful, a poem he read there about light. And so I'm incorporating that into my message. Um, we are the light when I preach again. But it is as if God has this agenda on his heart. It's as if God has this word on his heart. And you know what? I was in Canada and God was speaking to me about we are the light, we are the light. And I was just like meditating on it, just like, Letting it soak into my spirit until I had to prepare the message for Sharon Assembly. And God really started giving me meat to this. I did not expect it to be a series. I really just expected it to be a one-night preaching, you know, evangelistic, we are the light, whatever, and then carry on. I didn't expect it to turn out to be four, five, six weeks of, of preaching, we are the light. And so tonight I hope to bring this to an end. If God allows me again to preach, and if it's again on the light subject, we're just going to preach on light, alright? But... Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 and we're going to read a few verses together tonight you are the light of the what come on read it with me uh, do you have a, is that the only version we have we really have to upgrade here you wherever you see he just put you alright you come on one two three everybody say world a city that is set on a hill cannot be come keep on reading Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Put, yeah, yeah, yeah. And gives. Good, 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 good. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about the light, being the light. And uh, we've been looking at it from a perspective of us, introspectively, sorting out our own stuff, sorting out our own lives, and in the church, you know, sorting out here. But tonight I want to really look at it from a different perspective on what is our purpose as the light. What is our purpose as the light? Alright? In 2013, I was invited to preach at the first I Am Passion camp out in Grabo. And I spoke on this uh, verse, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. You are the salt of the earth. Uh, if a salt loses flavor, how can it be? You know? And then first, uh, verse 14, you are the light of the world. And I spoke about the power of influence. The power of influence. But tonight, I want to bring that word influence back into this subject. God did not call us to sit chairs home in a church. God did not call us to just clap hands and be uh, happy in church. That's not what this is about. Because you can go do that in a club. You can go, shake your biscuit, whatever. I can't dance, but you know what I'm trying to do. You know, that was like a, like a boomerang. Anyway. But you can, you can go do that in any other place. You can go sit at seat home in a cinema. You can go clap your hands at a concert. You can go do... Why did God place the church on the earth? 
Why does he have believers on the earth? Turn my mic up, I'm going to preach that this place is full. Why did God place us on the earth? It's not to have church for ourselves. God has called us to influence the world. God has called us. You see, the mistake we make as believers is this. We are so occupied about getting to heaven that we miss fulfilling our purpose on the earth. And it's over years in church that we have uh, heard songs uh, sung. Um, we would sing songs about heaven as if heaven is all there is. But God placed us on the earth. The reason why you are alive today is so that you can influence the world. God has called us to influence the world. And so Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, you are the light of the... Come on, preach with me. You are the light of the... Let's go to John chapter 3 verse 16, Bevan, if you can. John chapter 3 verse 16. It is so good to bring Bibles and pens with to, 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 to serve us overall, not just youth, but on a Sunday as well. To, to make notes, take something that is speaking to you, write it down, let it soak in. Because normally you, you don't grasp everything that's being said, but over the week you can. Anyway, John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the what? That He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Next one. For God sent not His Son into the what? To condemn the what? But that the what? Through Him might be saved. This is the assignment of the church. It is to impact and to influence the world. Notice, let's go back to 3 verse 16, uh, Bevan. Count with me how many times the word world is mentioned there. For God so loved the that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal... Next one. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the... but that the... should be saved through Him. Is as if God is laying emphasis on the world. Hmm. And so some of you need to understand this one thing, that there is a difference between the earth and the world. There's a difference between the earth. God created the earth. He did not create the world. Now I'm going to teach you some stuff here tonight. God created the earth in Genesis 1, chapter 1. And in the beginning, there was the earth was what? Void, full of darkness. And, and so God spoke the world into existence, the earth into existence. But He did not create the world. He did not create the world. The word earth in Greek is tahera. Tehera. That's where you get the word terra. Terra firma. It is the root word for terra firma, which means dirt or earth or, or mountains. It's, it's, it's those natural things, earth. Alright? Is everybody with me? Earth. Terra. Te, terra firma. It is the, the solid earth, the dirt, the mountains, the grass, the, the plants. It's, it's those things. That is the earth. The word world in Greek is cosmos. K-O-S-M-O-S which means systems of control or governing system. And so when God speaks about the world, He's actually saying 
go there. For God not, did not send His Son into the governing systems to condemn that systems. But that that system through Him might be saved. And so the, the, the system of control and the governing system is where God has placed us into. That's why in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 you are the light of the system of governance or the system of control, the governing system. You are the light in that system. Okay. You're going to get it in a moment. Let's look at the different systems or worlds that there is in the world today. Number one, you get the political world. The political world. Number two, you get the governmental world. Don't confuse the two. Politics or political world is the process of getting into government. Government is the, the system that rules and governs a nation or a, yeah, or a nationality. It's a government. All right? So it's two different things. Economical world. This is your financial institutions and your banks. They control the interest rates and, the, and how much you pay for certain things. It's, it's economical world. You have the world of culture. You have the world of culture. It, it determines how you behave. If your culture is hum, you're going to be hum. If your culture is whatever, you're going to be like your culture. And so it's a world. It's a governing system. You have the arts world. And this is an important one. Your arts speak of your music and your movies. And this is where most of our young people get influenced by by the type of music that you listen to. I could spend the whole half an hour right there. There is the business world. And in the business world, this is a powerful thing. Because recently, about a year ago, they found out that there was companies that were fixing the price of bread. And so you're thinking you're paying 13 rand for the bread. How much is the bread these days? 13, 15 rand? And you think it's just supposed to be that way. But in the business world somewhere, there are people influencing how much you pay for that very thing that you need. It is a world. It is a system of control. Then you have the educational system. Some of us spend eight hours in an educational world every day. It influences the way you think. It influences what you are taught. It's a system of influence over you. Don't take the educational world for granted. It is there where people think that they know so much that they don't need God. It is there where people think that they, they get so much information that they don't need a God. And so I want you to know that even though education is important and we encourage you to get the education and the degree, we encourage you for that. But don't, don't become so high and mighty and so educated that you think you don't need God. And so it's a world, educational world. Number eight, your societal world. It is, it is a system of how you interact with people. It is how you deal with people. It's uh, your relationships. It is that world that influences whether you come to church or not. It is that world that influences whether you speak to your neighbors or not. Societal, is everything okay? I feel like we, I'm competing here. Lord, help us to stay focused. 
Is there a spirit flying around? Get rid of that spirit in Jesus' name. We put you out in the name of Jesus right now. Number nine. The medical world. Do you know they say that most people die not because of what they were diagnosed of, but because they were given wrong medicine? Some doctors don't know what's wrong with you. So they just give you medicine to treat something. And so that's why they call it medical practice because they're still practicing. <laughs> they're still practicing. A doctor's surgery is called a practice. Is that right? And so they don't know what's wrong with you. They give you, you say, I have a headache. They should be treating your blood pressure, but they're giving you something for your whatever, your heart. Because they don't know. They're just trying to figure out. And so you wonder why the person dies so young because somebody gave them the wrong medicine. And that's probably why I ate tablets so much. Anyway. Then you get the legislative world. These are the people that determine the laws of the country. The laws of a nation. Even though government approves it, it is the legislative realm that determines the laws and what is acceptable in a country. That's why we have, we have need for believers to influence this world because in this country and in many countries around the world, people are, are, are accepting the fact that cannabis and drugs are allowed. How do you, under, how do you, how do you uh, approve something like that? In your right mind, say, give the people weed, it is good for them. How do you approve that thing? Most of you know that ever tried it, you will know that it puts you in a different state of mind. It is, they say it's even worse than drinking and driving. If you get behind a wheel high, you are more likely to cause an accident than what you would when you were drunk. But in the legislative realm, they said, let's pass this law. How do you approve the fact that we accept in a nation that uh, men getting married to men is okay? How do, we, how do we say that this is okay? Because there is no believer's voice being raised in this world. Number 11. The sporting world. The sporting world. We just see it as, as entertainment, but billions of dollars are passing through this world. Some of the people you admire are getting paid billions of dollars. And so, yeah, some of them earn more than nations have in their purses. And so we should not take the sporting world for granted. We can use our voice. And number 12, the media world. What you believe about parties and governments and things in the world that's happening today comes through the media world. And if you want to influence a nation, you influence the media. And so the reason why they're showing you all the bad things, that's why certain channels uh, only show bad things about certain parties. In America, there are parties or people that don't believe in watching certain news stations. Because CNN will just be anti-Trump. And so they don't watch everything. You must watch CNN. How many of you watch the news? Let me just see you by the raise of hands. Be honest in the name of Jesus. Be honest. Now I'm not talking about the half an hour news. I'm talking about like news news. How many of you read the news? Thank you, Caden, for your honesty. Literally every day I spend almost an hour at the most, at the least, if I can, watching news. 
Yes, Pastor Cindy, she'll know. The first thing I put on in the morning is not um, uh, not the uh, uh, trace. Um, it's not uh, whatever. I put on the news because I need to know what is influencing the world. We are influenced by what we receive. And that's why, and let me stop right here and let you know, be careful what you let into your gates. You have to have a spirit of discernment into what is being spoken to you through the media, through the uh, political system. Don't believe everything you hear. Let me say this even to you, even on social media. Not everything that sounds profound is truth. There's some people that put stuff on Facebook that sounds quiet, but it's not true at all. And so you have to be careful. In, and, and some of you, can I go? Some of you, some of you are liking and sharing non-truths. Be careful of what you are sharing even on your social media world. Because even you, in your humility and in your... Uh, Unknownness, let me put it that way. Even us, there's not much. We don't know, we're not known everywhere. Even even us, in that little bit of people we have on our Facebook page, what we share there becomes a truth. And that's why Jesus comes and he and he distinguishes, he says, The truth shall set you free. Not a truth. Because you might have a truth and I might have a truth about the very same thing. But the truth must be shared. That's why you don't see me sharing anything. I share things about Hill City. I share things about my pastor. I share things about Richard's business. I share things like that. Because you can't challenge me on that. You can't challenge me on the truth. There's no, there's no debate on my truth there. Are you with me? But you know what? Sometimes on social media, Brittany, I have the urge to, to write something on the people's page, man. On the thing that they post. I have just an urge to say, come on, man, seriously. But then I, I just keep it to myself because I'm thinking, if I'm going to get into this thing, I'm going to look as big as a fool as this person. Sometimes if you argue with a fool, you become the fool. Yeah. Sure, I'm preaching to myself tonight. And so in these worlds, in these systems, in this government, uh, governing systems, systems of control, in these worlds, God says, I have placed you there as a light. I have placed you there not so that you can be come like them. That's why Romans 12, chapter 1. Let's go there. Let's go there. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Is it this? Your body, loving, sacrifice, holy, and simple, this one. And be not conformed to, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember we spoke about the mind some time back? That you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want you to notice something here. Be not conformed to the world. We'll get there. Leave that scripture up. Be not conformed to the world. You see, God will place you in a world. Not so that you can become like that world. He does not place you there so that you can become like them. How many of you know, and maybe I should add this as one of the worlds. Religion is a world. Don't you ever call me religious. Don't, don't call me religious. I'm not a religious person. I have a relationship with God. Religion is a world. 
Jesus, when he was on the earth, his biggest problem was not with the sinners. The Bible calls him a friend of sinners. His biggest problem was people that was in religion. It was the religious people that will challenge you. It is religious people that will tell you, you can't teach me anything. Make cake and your cake It is religion that is a world. And so, do not become conformed to the world. To this world. To this world. What is your this world? Where is God placing you? This is my problem I have in the church today, Claudio. That everybody wants the pulpit. Everybody wants to be here in front speaking over a mic. Not everybody is called for that. God has placed you in a, in a world. He has placed you in a world, whether it be in the sporting world, whether it be in the media world, whether it be in the political world. God needs believers in the world. He doesn't need believers in the church. We have an oversupply of that. God is calling you to your world. Your world is where you work. Your world is where you're at school. That is your world. God has called you for that world so that you can be the light of that world. And so we have to, in order for us not to conform, we have to transform our minds. Because it's over here that we have to get it right. You have to think that I'm not supposed to be like this. I cannot be. Oh, I can I? How much time do I have? I have enough time. You cannot be like the world. You cannot be like the world you find yourself in. If your world consists of gangsters, you're not supposed to be like one. If in your world, people all they talk about is sex all the time, you're not supposed to be like that world. God has placed you there to influence that world. But you have to transform your mind. And I'm not saying now go stand amongst the gangsters. I'm the light of the world here. Like I'm not saying, I'm not saying go talk, go be there. Like where they're doing all the wrong things. And say I'm the light of the world. Like be careful of your associations. Be careful of who you associate with. Just the other day we were having a conversation with somebody, and we we're saying, "Oh, do you know these those people drink? And you know who's with him? This brother." So I said, "Can't be." They said, "No." And, and, and when they together with that people, it's like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, people will associate you and, and, and paint you with the same brush that you associate you with. So if you're going to be with drinkers, guess what? If they're going to see you with drinkers all the time, guess what they're going to think about you? Anyway, transform your mind. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect. It's three different things. It's not the same thing. It is three different things. Sometimes you can operate in the good will of God. You can accept, you can operate in an acceptable will of God. But if you are transformed and you do not conform, you will always operate in the perfect will of God. Your prayer should be, Lord, let me operate in the perfect will of God. I wish I could give you an example. Let's say an example quickly. A good example is the good will of God is that you find yourself in youth. That's good. An acceptable will is that you are in youth. But the perfect will will be that you are at your own youth. Let that sink in for a moment.
You see, the good was okay. The acceptable was okay. But the perfect one was the right one. Anyway. Come on, Claudio. Give your hands to the Lord for Claudio. You see, we have to know the difference. And I'm teaching you these things because I want you to live in the perfect world of God. God has called us to be the light of the world. We've been speaking for weeks about being the light. We've been, we've been encouraging you. We've been building your faith. We've been building you as a spirit man to be the light. Now is the time to shine. Now is the time to shine. Why did God allow us to prepare these messages before December? Have you thought about that? Have you ever thought about why these messages come this time? Have you ever thought about why we've been preaching for the past few months since July about tell them about go into the world by the ministry of reconciliation and then God says you are the light. In just before December, why God? Don't, don't think God is just like, okay, just speak to them like, God is, God is meticulous in the way he And so he says, before you get into a place where you're going to be tempted, you're going to be challenged in your faith, you're going to be asked to do certain things, you're going to be given certain things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Uh, before you do that, let me remind you for a few weeks that you are the light. So when you come amongst your family and the beers are running rampant and it's, it's like a tap that's open there, it's not your job to be there. Oh, yeah, okay, it's fine, just a small thought. You know, just, just a small bit of an I'm going to kill that man. You see, huh? you know, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you know how, how it goes, Master. It's alright, you're a never giver. I want you to hear these words. You are the light. And let me say this to you if you are not strong enough to say no, then stay away completely. If you know you are not strong enough to say no to wine and to sex and to drugs and to whatever, stay away from it completely. Don't allow yourself to be found in situations where you will strengthen the tempter. Don't allow yourself to be in a situation where you will give right to the tempter to make you fall. Because if you're going to find yourself in a room alone with a boy, you are going to fall into that sin. If you're going to find yourself in a space where there is wine and an alcohol and whatever, you're going to fall into that thing because you allowed yourself to be in the space. Psalms 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that does not sit in the seat of the scornful, nor in the circle of the sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and he meditates upon the uh, day and night. And the Lord shall make him like a tree planted by the rivers of living waters and they shall uh, be prosperous in everything he does. Because he it starts with get someone get someone heaven someone someone you see don't find yourselves in situations but when you are in a situation be the light be the light touch three people and say be the light blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the godly nor standing in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in this law he does he meditate day and night and he shall be planted like a tree by the rivers of waters that brings fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Have you ever wondered why you are, you are a seasonal believer? 
Some of you know it. Let me say it in Steamberg way. Elf Manda Christian. It is because of Psalm 1 verse 1. Psalm 1 verse 1. Bevan Psalm 1 verse 1. 1 verse 1. Because it starts over here. The reason why you cannot bear fruit in season and your leaves wither is because you, you are in the counsel of the ungodly. What does that mean? You're taking advice from people that is not godly. Oh, I have this issue in my relationship. Girl, you must buy yourself lingerie and sort that man. But I'm not married. I'm not married. Don't worry about that. Uh, I have this issue in my life. Huh? And so you go, instead of coming to your spiritual counsel, you go to the counsel of the ungodly. And the advice is so good, it takes you into sin. No standeth in the way of sinners, no sits in the seat of the scornful. And the reason why we can't have Psalm 1 verse 3, Bevan, okay, is because firstly, number 2, verse 2, it's because our delight is not in the law of the Lord. And we have no word in us. Therefore, Colossians 3 verse 16, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Alright? And the reason why we have no uh, 1 verse 3, where we don't bring forth fruit in season, and our leaves do not wither, and we are not prosperous in all we do, is because of us 1. It's as if God answers why before he asks you. You know what I mean? He already gives you the answer before answering. I want you to know that God has purposed you in the earth to be the life. Wherever you are, let me say this to you, be the best person you can be wherever you are. If you are in your job, be the best person you can be in your job. In your relationship, be the best person you can be in your relationship. And if you're unmarried, be the best person within bounds. I don't have to go any further than that. In your youth ministry, be the best youth member you can be. As a musician, be the best musician you can be. Why? It is in this attitude that we become the light. That while everybody else is showing up late to work, you are on time because you are the light. They must know something is different about you. Or everybody else is doing whatever. They must say, there's something different about Brittany. I don't know what it is. But I know something is different. It is the light. It is the light. It is the light. And so tonight, as I end off, I've, I've taught you tonight that God's intention is for you not to be the light of the earth. There's enough lights on the earth. God sorted that out. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 that he, he said, let there be light and He created the sun which was the greater light and in the night the lesser light. So He sorted the light out of the earth. He sorted that light out. But He says, in the systems of the world, in the different systems that there is that exist in the world, I need to send believers into that world. That's why when you ask God to show you your purpose and your destiny and, your, and His assignment for your life, don't exclude God sending you into the marketplace. 
I pray that God would send me into the business world, corporate world. I pray God would send me into the political world. Why? So that I can be the light. So that when they say, let's legalize uh, gangsterism, for example. Let's make gangsterism legal. It's okay to be a gangster. You can... There needs to be someone like me that will say the word of God says this is what the word of God says this is our belief as Christians there, there is too much churches that is okay we're just having church we as Hill City we don't have that name for no reason we will be the light guess what I don't care if we never reach 500 or 1000 young people as long as there is this people sitting here tonight that will go into their world and be the light you will influence somebody else to come to God you will influence somebody else to come. Be the light in your home. Be the light in your street. Be the light in your family. Be the light in your community. Be the light in your city. Be the light in your province. Be the light in your nation. Be the light in the world. But start being the light wherever you are. Be the light. Be the light. Father, tonight I pray for every young person here. That you will not just send them into the church. That you will not just use them in this ministry but send them into the political world send them into the entertainment world let them write songs and movies about what God can do a message that will bring hope and, and, and life to the world and not just uh, death and destruction let them write songs that will build up faith and character and bring back morals and values again Send them into the entertainment world. Send them into the media world. And we'll share not just bad news, but the good news. I pray, dear God, that you will send us into every world that exists. Use us as your light. Use us as your voice. Give us power and influence in these worlds. I pray this tonight that you will use us, anoint us for this assignment. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.